Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug Gillum, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. And I know I've been on my little high horse, I think, over the last couple of podcasts based on, you know, the superannuation early release. And, and I, I really can't stress it enough. And it's one of those things that you'll hear me say about a gazillion times if you listen to my podcast is people having to plan for the future and, and budgeting, savings, making the decisions that other people won't. And I know I sort of finished off my last podcast with saying things, saying, you know, I will do today what others won't so I can play tomorrow where others can't. That's been my philosophy most of my life. And, yeah, I still, I'm still working. And, but I love the challenge of doing it. And I love the challenge of – and I was thinking – somebody asked me the other day, what do you do? And I was thinking about it and I go, well, yeah, I teach people to trade. That's what we do. We've been doing that for a long time. And, yeah, we manage – tens of millions of dollars for people we do that but is that really what we do and, and I was thinking not really I mean they're just the, the vehicles that we use and the and people say to me sometimes you know why do you do what you do and I, I just I love the challenge of you know, it gives me something to really challenge me the stock market challenges me as well as it does everybody else so that's exciting, but then I get to share that with people and to get to share my thoughts through this podcast, through our YouTube videos, whole range of things, which, you know, every week I'm getting positive feedback from people saying thank you for giving up this knowledge for free to us, you know. Yeah, I'm not going to teach you to trade, you know, because obviously I have a team behind Janine and I um, who help a whole support team and the educational system, so I have to charge for teaching you to trade through our accredited courses but there's lots of basic stuff that we just give out for free to help you and put our time in like these podcasts but again it's about you know making sure you look after yourself because you are responsible for you but I wanted to chat a bit today um, I was got uh, an industry magazine came through my desk and this was an article from I think um, IFA magazine, Independent Financial Advisors magazine, and it was written by a, a journalist called Sarah um, Simpkins on the 20th of July, it was last week. Um, and I thought it was quite an interesting, and it, it says one-fifth or 21% of Australians have reduced or stopped their rate of retirement savings due to the COVID-19 meltdown, according to this new survey that um, she quotes from the State Streets 2020 Global Retirement Reality Report. So State Treat's a big, big, big fund manager, international fund manager. Um, it's found that 42% of Australians experienced a deterioration in their financial situation since COVID-19 outbreak, 42%. So not quite half, 
It said two-thirds of Aussies, or 67%, were impacted at work in some form. So 67% were. And I know we weren't um, in terms of um, what we do here. Every single employee, whatever, all of our team, were already working from home and part-time back at work whatever else we had that flexibility in our workforce already so it really didn't affect us at all it actually we've been so busy since covid actually everything's just doubled the amount of everything it's there's so many people talking with us asking for our help so we've been flat out so we've been one of the businesses that have really benefited from covid19 we're already doing we're already busy all the time you wouldn't see very many advertising for us or not much at all because we just don't need to it's we get a lot of people just coming to us because we are accredited um you know we do have a full afsl license we're a fund manager so people trust what we do which is nice that people do that and we've been doing it for a hell of a long time but two-thirds of aussies were impacted by in some form of work um where and that's through either reduced pay reduced hours um those sorts of things coming through and i know people you know have i've seen it reported in many places where people are working less hours so they're getting paid less so they're tightening their spending etc here's an interesting one too and the article says while a fifth stopped or reduced their retirement savings contributions one in five people stopped or reduced their retirement savings contributions interesting so why is that you know, if you're not working, that's fine. You don't have to pay for super, but that's okay. But if you are working, you should still keep putting money into retirement. Now, I'm using retirement in a more general sense rather than just specifically superannuation. But Because to me, a lot of people just default thinking. And they use the government pension, the old age pension, as a default retirement plan. And it's not. If you're the mindset that the government pension is your retirement strategy, then I strongly urge you to rethink that position because that is not a retirement plan. Pension was never designed as a retirement plan. It was designed as a last resort if you ran out of money. That's pretty much what it was designed to do. But what we're seeing and we've increasingly seen over the last 30, 40 years is people relying on it as a pension. And we're seeing so often that the pensioners are struggling um to to live because that's the way they thought i'll just retire on a pension i don't need to save money yes you do need to save money so put money into retirement and it's not necessarily super i'm not a big fan of super um you know yes i have super and i manage that myself but i'm not a big fan of super because i think the industry benefits a lot more out of it than um what individuals do but that's a whole new story but it doesn't mean i'm not planning for my retirement and putting investments all over the place so that i can retire at any time i choose and that's the point is you should be able to decide when you retire not if you retire and a lot of people are going to be i'm not sure i can retire because they've not saved enough money because they haven't put enough money into it but state street also reported a preference for low volatility over high returns more than half, 59%, also voted in favour of investments with lower returns but with less chance of a loss, while 22% said they'd prefer an option with relatively high expected returns 
but with a higher chance of loss. Interesting, isn't it? So people want lower returns and more guarantees, but end of the day is the market's not risky, and I find people still keep saying to me, oh, the stock market's gambling, the stock market's risky, but really all that's risky is lack of education. It really is. If you don't have, if you don't understand something, that's high risk. Uh, but if you do understand something, it's not high risk. Because at the end of the day, all we've got to do, there's only two ways a market can. Well, there's three ways a market can go: is up, down, and sideways. But the only way you need, the only direction you need to worry about is if it goes down. And if you have an exit strategy, then there's nothing to worry about. Deal. That's how simple it can be. So just learn to do that. You may want to buy my book to learn how to do that. Accelerate your wealth. Your money. Your choice. Almost a third or 31% of Australians consumers were also in favour of responsible investments. Now, I like that. That was an interesting figure to me. Um, what is responsible? That's a good question. And maybe the question wasn't fluctuated in that. Is it environmentally responsible? Is it ethically responsible? What is it? Um, but I thought that was an interesting answer to, the, to a question from that in that survey. It also says around two-fifths or 42% of Aussies said they are not optimistic about their retirement. Now, I'll say that again. Around two-fifths, 42%. Of Aussie said they are not optimistic about retirement. So I, when somebody's, uh, how do I say this without being rude to people, when people have an issue, I go, my answer is, well, what are you doing about it? And I'm just one of those people, and I have, um, and yes, I'm compassionate to people, and you know, I came, as you probably would have heard on a podcast a month or so ago, you know, I came from a single parent family. I grew up with, we had no money, with zero money, you know. Uh, and you know that's how I lived you know we live from we counted every single cent in my whole life until I started getting out and working and earning my own money but I swore I'd never do that again because what you do today determines where you'll be tomorrow and to me it wasn't about um, relying on anybody else I always swore that I would never rely on a pension the unemployment you name it I wasn't going to rely on the government I was just going to make my own money and that's what I've done but if you're not optimistic about your retirement, what are you doing about it? Around two-fifths of Aussies say they're not optimistic about the retirement, but 38% of Aussies sampled said the COVID-19 situation was having a high impact on their retirement confidence level. So almost the same percentage are saying COVID-19 was having a high impact. Again, what are you doing about it? To me... This is where we need to sit down and plan and don't leave it till tomorrow. If we keep leaving things till tomorrow, tomorrow's going to come and we're not going to be ready for that. And yeah, people say, well, you can't plan for a COVID-19 situation. You can't plan for a GFC. You can't plan for... Yes, you can. Because everybody knows the market will crash. Stocks do come back. Stocks rise, they fall. They rise, they fall. Markets rise, they crash. Markets rise again, they crash again. That's what happens. It's nothing new. What's going on in the market now, the psychology in our market now, is nothing new. We're seeing people, you know, with their apps on their phone, the millennials thinking they're bulletproof. There's a new economy now. Everything's on their phones and their iPads and whatever else, and they can trade, and they think they're bulletproof traders. I saw that... In the tech boom, I saw it in Bitcoin. I've seen it in lots of different things, and the majority of people will end up losing their money. So these are the people under 35. So it's not new to me, because the psychology is not new to me. But again, where are you going to be next week, next month, next year, next decade? And where are you going to be will determine 
be determined by the decisions you're making today. But that report with those statistics was, I won't say alarming to me, it wasn't even surprising to me, but it just keeps reaffirming all of the time what we need to do. And to me, we need to be working, and as I was saying earlier, it's not just in our superannuation, we need to be working outside of our superannuation and investing independently of that. Buying stocks, you know, buying houses, investment properties and investing and in, in compounding our returns. Because the people that do that end up having the best lifestyle, the less stress. Um, your choice, you know, if you want to, I don't know about you, but, you know, I don't want to be working for somebody else all my life. And I haven't. Um, I've worked for periods of time for other people, but... It's so much nicer working for yourself or we have lots of students that do choose to work for somebody else while they trade. So they make a living from their trading, but they choose to work because they love the job or the role. And that's part of the reason, you know, like with Janine and I, what we do, we don't need to be doing this. We love it. And to answer the first question, and I said, what do we do? You know, when I was talking earlier, when people say to me, what do you do? We change people's lives. That's what we do, you know. We really do, and uh, and because it took me a little while to think about it, I'm thinking, well, yeah, we are educators, we're fund managers, we're this, we're this, but they're all things that we do. But what do we really do? And I ask people, what do they want? And they want, they go, oh, I want money, I want to make more money. And I go, but what is? It's it's not about making more money. It's what's the money going to give you? And that's why I kept going down and kept saying, oh, okay, what is the money? Oh, okay, well, I'll be able to have more choices. I'll be able to have more freedom. I've had more this. I'm have that. I've got more money. But in the end, we change people's lives. And I got an email only a week or so ago, two weeks ago, from a gentleman and a student of ours. And he had a photo of him putting his work boots in the bin. You know, I'm retired, Dale. Thanks, basically. We changed his life. Um, And they're the nice. That's exactly why Janine and I do what we do, because we love it. We love the challenge of the market. But we love seeing those success stories of people that we've helped change their lives. I read an article by one of our graduates yesterday who saw me quite a long time ago actually somewhere um, and picked up my book, had been trying to trade through, through, he had a tragedy, had been trying to trade, um, very hit and miss, um, had severe health issues, um, did our courses all the way through it and now he's got a hugely, hugely bright future but in that he said meeting wealth within and and learning from you changed my life and that's what i as i said that's my gratification that i get out of what we do so if you ever want to know what wealth within do we've changed your life so if you want your life to change give us a call maybe you might want to do our course maybe you might want to read our book or my book you might want to get onto our youtube videos of wealth within tv on youtube keep listening to the podcast and and when you're ready we are You've been listening to Talking Wealth. I'm Doug Ellen, the Chief Analyst here at Wealth Within. Take care. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.